we're just going to spend a little bit of time around the word together. And we have been spending some time in the series called The Gift. And it was about the gifts that the kings brought to Jesus. We learnt about from, from Matthew 2, 10 verse 11 is that verse that says, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed on coming to the house. They saw that the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And did you know that I've recently heard that one of them bowed down and said, actually, remember this is both for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> and if, you've had a, if you have a December birthday, you've heard that many times. <laughs> they had been exploring the writings, studying and watching the stars and waiting for the promised Messiah and they were led by God to come and see. When they saw him... They recognised him, they worshipped him, and they gave their gifts. And the gifts they gave were both a recognition of who he is and prophecy of who he would become, what he would do. The gold, a royal gift, our king, recognising his royalty. He was not made a king, he was born a king. Who he is? Our champion. Frankincense, fragrance and healing. He was our priest. This gift recognised his divinity between God. He was God and he became a man and he made the way for us to be together. He intercedes, he intercedes for us still. He understands us. What he does, he is our healer and our intercessor, and myrrh, the embalming spice. He was going to be our sacrifice. This gift recognised that he was a human, a man, who came, gave up heaven, came and lived on this earth with one purpose, to die for us. And in that process, he destroyed the consequences of our sin and failure when he gave his life. Death cannot hold us as it did not hold him. But the true message of Christmas then is that Jesus himself is the greatest gift. We receive a gift and before we unwrap it, sometimes we weigh it up, check it out. What are we expecting? It might look at the size. Is it a big box or is it a little one? And sometimes us ladies like those little ones. Is it wrapped in a special way with a special ribbon? Or if the kids got to it and it has a lot of sticky tape? An unusual shape, mysterious. But who's it from? It might change our expectation, whether it's from grandma or whether it's from our two-year-old. Then we open the gift. And sometimes we open it and we think, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and we hope that that's not showing on our face. But have you received a truly memorable gift, a special gift, 
what made it special. They come in so many forms, don't they? Recently, I had someone give me such a great gift because they generously gave me such kind words unexpectedly just in the shopping centre. And that person recently passed away. And I'm going to hold on to that gift of what she said to me for a long time. You see, gifts come in many different forms. Christmas is about Jesus. He didn't come as a big gift. He came as a baby. He wasn't impressively wrapped. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He certainly wasn't expected by some. We didn't even know how much we needed him until we realised what he came to do. But it was a gift given by the Father and by the Son and by the Spirit with so much love. Here's a practical gift, exactly what we need. A sacrificial gift cost Jesus to leave heaven and walk among us to give up his life. A perfectly planned gift, planned through all eternity, the lamb slain before time. A gift we can experience every day in every area of our lives and it was he was a gift given at just the right time you know yesterday um, I was watching on TV a little program about organ donation and it was kind of overwhelming watching because organ donation is such a great gift people describe it as the great gift a beautiful life-giving gift a caring gift for other people's lives are saved or greatly improved. The reality for the recipients, of course, is that someone has to die for them to receive that donated organ or tissue. And the timing has to be just right. Jesus chose to live his life and give his blood on that cross sacrificially for us to have new life. And you know this gift wasn't just given to a few, it was given to all. Jesus is the gift given by God to everyone. The greatest gift ever given to anyone, but the amazing truth is it's the greatest gift given to everyone. Not just to one or two. Everyone has this gift. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. No one is excluded from that word, us. The greatest gift given to all. A personal gift for all, and yet just for me. What a revelation. Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 8 says this, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us 
who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us in kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. What a great gift. Are you included in that us today? Yes, you are. The gift was for all of us. The gifts we value the most are often those gifts that come from a relationship that we value. There's nothing more joyful, is there, than watching someone open a gift you have specially chosen for them because you know them so well. I look at items I've been given from special loved ones and they bring fond memories. You get to relive the love we experience from that friend or family member when you get to use that memorable gift. My dad wasn't a person that bought gifts. Mum always did all the gift shopping and I knew that. But one day I opened a T-shirt and my mum quietly said to me, your dad bought this. And I knew that that was such a special thing that he'd gone to the shop, picked a shirt, a T-shirt, that he had chosen just for me. And I loved that T-shirt for a long time. A gift of great value is given by the greatest giver. There is no greater gift and there is no greater giver. Why did he come, Jesus? God sent his son into the world because he loved us so much. We know this scripture so well. But today, as we're celebrating our Christmas together, John 3.16 means so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Every individual is special to God. He values every person that he created. And the message of Christmas is that he cares for you. But you know, you don't really receive a gift until you open it. The greatest gift given to all given by the greatest giver, needs to be opened by you. You know, I heard about Jesus from a small child and I figured that I was okay, that was good information and I honoured God and I knew who he was. But I really didn't think I needed anyone to tell me anything more than that. He was a good God and he was up there. But then... I discovered his love for me in a personal way and I let him into my life and I discovered that he knew me better than I knew him and he often spoke to me and said, I saw you as a child, I know you and I love you. And you know, 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Jesus is so indescribable that you cannot fully know him just from information. We need to experience him. 
We need to open the gift that he is, the greatest gift of all. And when we receive him, let me tell you some of the things that come in the package of knowing Jesus. Overwhelming love, indescribable peace, abounding joy, which gives us strength and purpose and fulfilment. It comes with infinite hope. He comes with infinite hope. You can count on his faithfulness in every situation. He never turns away. He is always there for us. And that hope, that infinite hope, is everlasting life. This is our promise. This is the gift. Death is defeated. And he took great pleasure in bringing us that gift. And he is waiting to spend eternity with you. These abundant and free gifts come by grace. We can't earn or deserve them. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 say, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. That's the thing about gifts. You don't earn them. You receive them. And to receive the gift of Jesus, you need to put down what you are carrying, your pain, your worries, your burdens, your regrets, even your self-importance and your self-sufficiency. You see, Christmas is not about you. It's about him. You can never be good enough to earn his favour. The word shows us that we cannot match his holiness We can't even keep our own rules that we set for ourselves. Is that true? You can never be so far from him, though, that you are beyond his grace. It is both true that we cannot earn his favour, but we are never so far away from his reach. We are not worthy of him, but this is the good news. Jesus came to give his life, to reconcile us and bring us back to the Father. It's his gift to us. So to receive the gift of Jesus, we must come empty-handed. Even though the kings brought gifts to Jesus, they didn't come to win him over. They didn't come with an agenda. They recognised who he was. Their gifts were an expression of awe and worship and wonder. They offered to him what they had because they knew that they were indeed seeing the gift from heaven, Jesus, Emmanuel, King of Kings. So how should we then respond to being given such a great gift in Jesus? Because, you know, When you really recognise him, as I recognised him when I was just 14, there has to be a response. 
There is a response, one way or another. You can choose to ignore him because it's inconvenient. You could choose to reject him because you don't want to be dethroned from being your own king. You could choose to be intrigued by him and make him an ornament on the shelf. Or you could recognise who he really is, the one who made the universe, who made you and is today asking you, will you worship me? Will you bow down to me? Will you become my child and live and walk with me? You see, when you become convinced by the truth and we decide to follow him, we receive all of those gifts that we described before. But the greatest thing is that the truth sets us free. So God's purpose, if we know him today, is that we live our lives as gifts of worship and reflect him to the world And this is my challenge to us today who already know him, who are in the family. Be the gift that blesses others. Just as those gifts reflected who Jesus was, that gold, that frankincense and myrrh, he's asking you to be the gift to others, to reflect him, who he is, to honour him. Let your life be your gift to him today, showing his great love. That is what Jesus wants from us as we acknowledge him and his great gift this Christmas. Be the gift that reflects who he is to the world. Because you see, we praise him with our lips, but we worship him with our lives. So consider today how we can live that way as we come through this Christmas period, that we can reflect him to the world. But some of us today can see that there is a gift here unwrapped. And the question is, are you convinced of the truth? And I can testify today that I am convinced of the truth, that Jesus was the Son of God, is the Son of God, who came to this earth and gave himself. He gave his life for me so that I could walk with him and be restored in relationship to my Heavenly Father. And today I ask you, as you consider that he made you and the Father wants to be your heavenly Father and Jesus wants to be your friend. Christmas tells us that this indeed is real and possible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And in Romans, and you say, well, how is this possible? What do I need to do? And the scripture says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I would just like you to close your eyes for a moment and I'm going to give you an opportunity to unwrap that gift today, that gift of Jesus, that one who loves us so much that he came and gave his life. What a great gift. So if today you would consider, even as our eyes are closed and our hearts are open, if you can feel that tug in your heart, that yes, I would like to know Jesus, then there's this one step. step. And as we pray together, I ask you to consider taking that step. Let's pray. We can pray together and you can repeat this, script, this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and there is nothing I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead to set me free. I accept this wonderful gift of grace. By faith, I invite you to come into my heart and life as Saviour and Lord, as your new child. And with your help, I want to trust and follow you the rest of my days. Amen and amen. And just as we sing now, I do invite you to just speak to the Lord yourself in your heart. Open your mind and your heart to him and listen and he will respond to all that seek him. And if after the service we can be of any help to you, we will be waiting over the side here and we would love to talk to you further about unwrapping this most wonderful gift of Jesus.